When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome back to the second to last episode of The Shit Show for the year. As per usual, I'm joined with Squishy, and Squish, we actually had some um, podcast awards results come out since we last spoke. We did, didn't we? Very exciting. So, so the shit show got, and honestly, I'm actually really proud of this, shit show got third in the best current affairs yeah. in New Zealand. That is pretty cool, actually. And, and we came, well... And the people that got first um, are the spin-off, who we know and love. Yep. Gone by lunchtime. Fantastic podcast. I was going to say, everyone knows Duncan and he he well, he comes on the show a little bit and he runs the spin-off and they've been really good to us. And Gone by Lunchtime is fucking incredible listening. It's a, it's a very good, like, kind of a medium to high level New Zealand podcast, uh, New Zealand politics podcast. I'd- yeah. And with com- like medium to high level comedy as well. Like yeah, comedy. yeah, yeah. So I don't even actually even know who got second. Uh, the New Zealand Herald did. Oh, and so and like which I mean you know, the New Zealand Herald, you know. I mean you've got a whole team producing them. A reputable news source, that's for sure. Yeah. So anyway, any time that I feel like the shit show makes it into into anything, really, let's be honest. But especially because this one's not listener voted. And I think there's something in because our community will come through for us in whatever way they, they did last do. year, and they came through for Culture Vulture. Yeah, we should, which we should say. So the shit show was nominated, um, and then you know voted by judges and got third in best current events. And then Culture Vulture wasn't nominated, um, but it was the listeners' choice. It was the number one listeners' choice, and and it's just cute to have both your both your children. Um, doing well. Do we not count for um, independent podcasts anymore? Apparently not. Actually, um, I'm not entirely sure if we entered that one. But anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, you had to enter. So it was me and Ruby during the road trip on the Ruby on the Fury Blue Soul editing together. Nick, you and I is like best bits listening through to so. Like- now that'd be a fucking. That's worth it. I'm trying to find the best bits of this. <laughs> Everyone already loves Ruby as like the silent hero of shit you should care about. But if you if you weren't loving Ruby in this moment, which is funny because she's she's not silent in no, real life. She's not. <laughs> but everyone, um, just a big thank you to Ruby for fucking having to go through all of our shit chat and put that shit together. Legend Squish. I have another cute story to tell you from yesterday. Okay. Um. So Robes and I. And Liv and our friend Abby were out for lunch and we were at this place called the Beer Spot. Oh. And Nick, you came there when you came to visit. 
And is we, that the baseball? Where is that? It's the pub across the road from the spin-off that we went to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, I, for some reason, I was thinking beer like Hank the Tank beer. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I, don't, I would remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with beers. Um, and so we were at the beer spot and we went to order our lunch. And when we were ordering, it was a little food, food truck. And the guy that was taking my order was like looking at me quite intently. And I was like, okay. And then I, we went back to pick up the lunch. And he was like, excuse me, are you from shit you should care about? And I was like, oh, yeah, I am or whatever. And then um, I was like, how did you know? And he was like, oh, I picked your voice. I picked it straight away. And then I Googled you. <laughs> I got five photos of you. And then he, he was like, I love the shit show. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, it's actually so cute to meet people that can, that know us just from our voices. I was going to so say, it's, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, what's your name? And he was like, oh, I'm Brendan. And then I was like, oh, I'm Lucy and this is Ruby. He was like, yeah, I know. Because he, <laughs> he must have listened to the shit show from like Ruby days, or at least he knows she's the editor. And then... He was like, oh, it's been a pleasure cooking lunch for you and gave us our food. And I was just like, oh, beautiful. What was for lunch? So Ruby got loaded fries that had wild boar on the top. Liv had a Ooh, venison yum. burger. Yeah. I had a toasty, like cauliflower and bechamel. Yeah. And it was oh. really good. So I Oh, no doubt. Brendan, you're a legend. Yeah. Brendan is a legend. I also just love meeting dudes that love things to do with shit you should care about because they have to get through a lot of fandom to like get to the, <laughs> yeah they do they have to go through know. a lot of meta healy yes. have to wade wade through a lot of that sort of shit to get yeah. to the good stuff <laughs> honestly and so um but yeah I, I, anytime someone loves the shit show i just because it's such a quirky little cute thing Aww. um so shout out to brendan shout out brendan shout out everyone else shout out everyone else that's listening right now shout Squish. out Christies. what the heck was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? So I don't know if you know Lucy because your Twitter is full of just Maddie Healy singing about cigarettes on on stage. Um, I see all your likes. Don't think you're hiding from me. Um, <laughs> but it was snowing in the UK this week, which is kind of and that is weird. that is weird. Well, when you when you consider like three months ago it was forty degrees and everyone was moaning about that. Oh, true. that climate change something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, this is why this is why we're an award-winning <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> um, we didn't actually win it, but whatever. Um, but anyway, I really enjoy videos of cars sliding down hills when it's snowy. <laughs> and You're niche. The, yeah, yeah, I am niche. I'm, niche Blackiston. <laughs> there's a video, and it's this dude filming cars sliding down his street in Gloucestershire. And I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get Ruby to um to throw in the, a few clips here, but it's just the most it's very like British polite, like <gasps> oh what are you doing? Crunch. Oh <laughs> No, don't get out oh. Get oh, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, this guy hasn't got a clue. Oh man! Oh my god! Watch it, guys! Watch it! Oh sugar! Oh! 
Like, that's impressive. Nick, why are they just letting them all crash into each other? Oh, no, they're not trying to. I like the van. The van slides down the hill. Are you up to the van? Yeah, yeah and all these trying people to help are trying it. to help it. But then he starts sliding away. It just turns into the building. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? <laughs> this guy doesn't have a clue. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> oh, now it's going backwards. Oh, okay, so yeah. this is good viewing. Oh, the bus. Seen the bus? Yeah, I've seen the bus. He's really he's Tokyo drifting. Well, they're Tokyo drifting. I don't yeah. know who's driving it. Right. Anyway. Anyway, that. that's, that's yeah. For an audio medium, yeah. we're really we're using really a little pushing a, the limits. Yeah. <laughs> Just trust us, guys. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> what's the weirdest thing <laughs> you saw, Liz? Just trust us, guys. It was awesome. <laughs> it was. Um, so. Well, the weirdest thing that I saw was actually something that's one of your news stories, which I'm really glad, and it involves Jacinda Ardern and David Seymour, but we'll get to that in a second. My actual weirdest thing, it wasn't on the internet, you say I woke up and there was this pigeon that was just hanging around our front door, like it couldn't fly, it had either been hurt or brain damaged or something. Oh my god, yeah, the two options, hurt or brain damaged. (laughs) No, but like, it was really like fucking weird and then it just got up on the ledge of our fence and stayed there all day Hayden became obsessed with it he was like feeding it water feeding it peanuts it just wouldn't move and wouldn't fly away and then I got home from work and Hayden had made it a little house in in our shed with like a like a box and and water and food and and he just like started looking after this pigeon and then the pigeon sort of became our pet for the day because we tried to like shoo it away and it just wouldn't leave like you could go up to it touch it whatever I didn't just for the record um and it just wouldn't leave and then we both came back inside to do our work and we saw it like through our like fogged glass door is that what it's called yeah and it was just standing outside our front door like almost like looking in like honestly government spy type beat well you know birds are government drones and this one was running out of battery and (laughs) anyway and then you should have plugged in its charger it was kind of freaky because it just wouldn't leave us alone but it was also sad because it was obviously injured or something and yeah so we had a pet pigeon for the day and then i've woken up this morning and it's gone so oh okay I, no, so I can only, I can, I yeah, I can only assume it's living its life out somewhere else. Well, I just hope it got the data it needed from us. <laughs> anyway, that was my weird thing. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Um, Nick, I don't know what the fuck your first news story is, and all I see here is Nick 1, Fusion Reactor News. Yeah, Liz, it's probably the biggest scientific breakthrough that... You know, the the world has seen in a long time. Damn. Okay. So, pretty cool. Pretty nerdy. Pretty, yeah, yeah, true that. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's, it is pretty awesome. Yeah, so for the first time, researchers have created a 
fusion reaction that re- that resulted in a net energy gain. The results from the Lawrence Livermore Natural Laboratory in California, which is one hell of a name, which I probably won't be saying again, um, marks a significant step on the very long road towards generating clean energy from nuclear fusion, which is the same process that powers our big yellow friend, the sun. Mm. Unlike the sun, which sort of effortly does it all by itself, it's taken scientists 70 years to crack this nut, but it is a hell of a nut to crack. Um, fusion reactions have long been touted as the holy grail of clean energy. Like, there's, seem- there's seemingly no big drawbacks. There's no nuclear waste, no fossil fuels, no CO2, and uh, like no harmful particulates. It almost seems too good to be true. And I'm sure it is, but I have run into a little bit of confusion. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what actually is a fusion reaction? Well, that's a very good question, Lucy, and I'm glad you asked it because I'm sure many people will be thinking the same thing. Fusion. Good. Th- good thing I've written an answer for that question that you've just <laughs> you've just so <laughs> so very conveniently asked me. Um, fusion is basically smushing two atoms together until they become one atom. So when you do this, the particle that's created is a little less massive. Um, it's very very small, but in the sense that less massive is. It's got less mass than the two atoms you started with. I've never thought about the fact that the word massive is actually to do with mass and the fact that there's a lot of it. Yeah, like it's actually a science word. Fucking hell. It's not just slang for something big. Like same with awesome. Like the word awesome is about something that has like made you feel awe. Yeah. And and, anyway, anyway. Awesome, uh, keep going. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty Um, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) so if you simplify it down into a maths equation it's like one plus one equals 0.8 or something like that like not exactly that um but since we all passed year one maths we know that one plus one can't be 0.8 so there must be something left over the little bit left over is energy and for the first time more energy has come out of this reaction than uh they've put into it to to like cause the reaction and how are they fusing them or smashing the atoms together there are many ways to do it you basically just need to use lots of energy to force these two little things together um the sun uses magnetic fields to smush them together um because it's got very dense core and all that sort of space stuff um here on earth we're using 192 of the world's most powerful lasers literally the world's most powerful lasers all directed at a few hydrogen isotopes and a diamond shell the size of a peppercorn. So this shit is freaking tiny. Um, the, exp- the experiment produced 3.15 megajoules of energy, um, about 50% more than the 2.05 megajoules uh, the lasers used to trigger the reaction. Okay, I think this is making sense, and maybe it's taken me a long time to get it, only because it's 6am. Yep. But like the whole vibe is that, it's sort of clean energy. Is it clean energy? Yeah, yeah, very clean, yeah. The whole vibe is that it's clean energy because these lasers and all this shit that you just talked about, they're using X amount of energy. Yep. And But they're producing more. They're producing all this leftover stuff that they're yeah, yeah. not even having to use. So it's just yeah. almost magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they used um, two megajoules of energy to power the lasers. And the energy that came out of the reaction that the lasers caused in the little diamond um, was 3.15 megajoules. So It's actually amazing. And, okay, so it's giving 
scientific breakthrough and how long until like how long until we can actually use clean energy and chuck out all the fucking coal power plants yeah we can't push them into the sea for a little while yet um decades away from generating energy this way at a power plant um it's going to take a lot more money and some more little wins along the way um but kim budell at the the uh, the Lawrence Livermore National Lab director said, with t- with real investment and real focus, that timescale can move closer. We were in a position for a very long time, like 70 years, where it never got closer because we needed this first fundamental step. So we're in a great position today to begin understanding what it will take to make that next step. Imagine the excitement, Nick, when they tested this one that actually produced more energy. Yeah, 70 years it's been taken to do this. No. But, like, they've kept keep going because it's yeah. the, like the, the payback is so worth it because like all you need is something like something like a, the size of a, a pumpkin to freaking power all the homes in california you know it's freaking crazy yeah okay that might be a little bit of a exaggeration i don't know exactly that it's a pumpkin but like yeah okay everyone take that little bit with a grain of pumpkin <laughs> <laughs> yeah with a great yeah try and grain a pumpkin <laughs> for me will you um well nick that's Interesting that you mentioned that because we usually don't talk about science on the shit show. You talk about space a lot, actually. But my um, first story is actually sciencey as well. Oh, we're out here sciencing. We're out here sciencing. So I'm going to talk about base editing, um, which is this revolutionary therapy that has cleared a teenager's incurable cancer. So, I mean, naturally, this is one like scenario, this is one person. It's happened for one person. I'm not saying this is going to work for everyone. Just feel like I should put the caveat out there that um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. there's not this universal cure for cancer that I'm about to talk about. But there is another scientific breakthrough, and it's again really. I'm just like quite blown away by scientists this week and in general. Science. Um. So. Alyssa, who is a 13-year-old from Leicester, she was diagnosed with T-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia in May last year. And so they've tried basically all the treatments that they already had and they hadn't worked. So doctors at Great Ormond Street Hospital used something called base editing to build her a basically a brand new living drug. And then now, six months later, Alyssa has come back and the cancer's undetectable in her. Obviously, she's being monitored incredibly closely um, in case it comes back, which there is a chance that it will. But you're probably wondering how. Yes. And kind of, and kind of I mean, I definitely was as well. So T-cells are supposed to be the body's guardians, first of all. And so they destroy threats. For Alyssa who has this T-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia, they, the T-cells have actually become the danger for her. They weren't, they weren't fighting off the threats. They were sort of the threat, and they were growing out of control. Her cancer was very aggressive. The chemotherapy and then a bone marrow transplant were unable to get rid of it. Um, and so the only option left was, at this point, they thought to make Alyssa as comfortable as possible. She literally was preparing herself to pass away. And then in walks, not actually, and then in comes base editing, which was only invented six years ago, um, which is quite amazing. So bases are, and this is from the BBC, bases are 
the language of life. So there are four types of base and they're the building blocks of our genetic code. So just like Squish, I know you're trying to make a joke about. <laughs> no, say, it's not good. Say it it's not good. Basic. It's about next dubstep <laughs> career. Yeah, I was gonna start making different bases like wob 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 wob. There's like there's like dubstep bass. There's like <laughs> funky bass. There are four types of bass. <laughs> <weird. laughs> <Wob, wob, wob, laughs> sorry, no. sorry, everybody. This is very serious, and I can't I can't be trying to cram dubstep in. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's funny. So there are four types of bass, and. They're basically the genetics. Drop the bass. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Sorry. There are four types of bass, and they are the building blocks of our genetic code. So, just like letters in the alphabet spell out words that carry meaning, the billions of bases in our DNA, DNA spell out the instruction manual for our body. But the amazing part is base editing allows science scientists to zoom in on a precise part of the genetic code and then alter the molecular structure of just one base, converting it and then changing the genetic instructions. So in my head, it's like if your body was a Word document or something and you can like delete something and replace it with something like isn't that quite fucking amazing? That is pretty cool. Like you'd have to scroll if you if yeah, your mouse it's like was code. A, yeah it's like zooming way 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 in yeah. it's like that's that scene on SpongeBob probably yes. where they like zoom way down in and now, at the end of it all it's just CGAT and I don't know Nick if this is in bad taste but I wonder if ChatGPT if you put in your body's code could figure out oh my god imagine what that would come up with no, i know we'd all end up with tails <laughs> <laughs> oh sign me up <laughs> oh my god furry <laughs> anyway so i know there was a lot of different words to sort of tell you that they've managed to basically zoom right in on the genetic makeup of Alyssa and fight, make her a new living drug that has helped her cancer so no, that's actually awesome. Yeah, that's actually sounds cool. like a, Squish. Alyssa sounds like a G. Quickly run us through your next news story, will ya? Yeah, I mean this could have been a weirdest thing. I think it's kind of funny. We're getting we're getting dark, Auntie. We're getting we're getting Jacinda coming into election year, pulling no punches. Yeah. Um yeah. basically. Jacinda Ardern, New Zealand Prime Minister, has apologized for calling Act Leader David Seymour. An arrogant prick during a parliament session. Um, so Arun's comment was picked up on a microphone and broadcast on Parliament TV. Um, it's only it's very quiet. You really have to. The first time I listened to the clip, I had to be like, "What?" I couldn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> so I was gonna I was gonna include the clip here for you to for Ruby to play, but it would just you probably wouldn't hear. Yeah. It. But I'll tell you what she said anyway. So it was picked up by the microphone and broadcast on Parliament TV, which also means that it has to appear in the official transcript of the debate. Um, so that reads, Prime Minister resumes seat. He's such an arrogant prick. And to be fair, like... Oh, I know. To Jacinda, well, he is an arrogant prick and he's stupid. It's kind of... Yeah, well, Jacinda did apologise. David said, yeah. Jacinda Ardern texted me and said, I apologise, it's not something I should have said. And she said... As my mum would say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And he agrees with that sentiment, and it's all good. But did he? She have to apologise? Like, no. It's just. It's just. It's just unfortunate that it was caught on. No, I think it's. Mic. I think it is pretty fortunate. 
I think it's Forge. because it's pretty funny. Yeah, I think um, she had to apologise in terms of media sentiment or like you know yeah. public sentiment. But if the shoe fits, darling, he is an arrogant prick, and we'll say it on the shit show live on Mike. <laughs> Lucy, you're friends with him on Snapchat. Yeah, when he was friends with everyone on Snapchat when I was at uni like four years ago. That's weird. Anyway, fair enough, Jacinda Ardern. Squish, I'm really just quickly going to probably even just say the headline of my second news story. Um, Elon Musk, no longer world's richest man. Uh, so, as you got from the headline, no longer the world's richest man. He's been overtaken by Bernard Arnault. He was my old boss. Isn't that a rich person's name? Yeah, I know, isn't it? And... And, Nick, why is he your old boss? The the wine company I used to work for was owned by LVMH. So. Yeah, and, and Bernard is the chief executive of luxury goods group LVMH. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, anyway, really sucks for Elon. Like, really, really feel for him. Yeah. He's actually only worth about $178 billion right now. Meanwhile, Bernard has a value of $188 billion, so. Mm. so there's not much in it, really. No. and like, Just a casual $10 billion amongst friends. Fucking hell. Also, just side note, have you seen that Elon is kind of pushing people towards QAnon conspiracy theories at the moment? <sighs> anyway, and we just won't go into that right now because I've got good news stories for us. So, France is basically slaying the game in a minor way right now. Oh, maybe a big way. First thing, they're making condoms free for all 18 to 25-year-olds. This is off the back of a 30% rise in um, STI rates from 2020 to 2021. Bloody hell. Which, not good, but now they're making condoms free because they're like, what can we do to stop the spread? (laughs) And then the next um, thing about France is, and Nick, I'm sure you've seen this, France is going to ban or trying to ban and have banned a few long-haul, short-haul <laughs> domestic flights. Um, Covering all your bases there. Yeah, just in case. Um, sh- they're banning short-haul flights um, in a fight against climate change. Now, this actually only affects three routes at the moment, but what they're doing is taking away flights from French cities that are already connected um, with rail, like really fast railway lines. Um, for trips under 2.5 hours. Squish, have you been on any of the um, trains in France? Yes, I have. Um, I went to, to Bordeaux, to, oh, yeah. to Paris, on the TGV, which is the the very fast train that you're talking about. Um, I looked at my, my Snapchat speed or my Strava speed or something while I was on it. It was like 300 kilometers an hour. Damn. And yeah, it's pretty quick. So by the time you just roll up to the train, hop on. Um, yeah. Try and translate your ticket, try and find the right platform, end up finding out that your train got delayed or came without you, like it happened to me. Uh, then hop on the train and you just roll up, hop on, hop off in Paris and you're like in the middle of the city. You don't have to freaking go to the airport, fuck around with security. Yeah. Trains are great. And they're powered by electricity. Yeah, that's... And, and maybe one day with this new nuclear fusion breakthrough, they'll be clean. Yeah, well, France actually has a lot of conventional nuclear already oh um you know france is actually huge i don't think i did know france was actually france is actually really really big heard it here first folks yeah yeah hold on i just want to search french population so i'm not spitting mad lies oh huge in population yeah they've got 67 million people holy fuck what you don't really think about you think of paris oh pretty big 
Yes. Then the, yes. the rest of France is just like there. Wow. But there's 67 million of those. those. And also, French people have baguettes, which is pretty cool as well. Um, and also... And croissants. Yeah, and also wine. And also, I hear they're quite short to you on the street. Short to you? Well, you'd know, Lucy, you're short. No, not in height. In um, manner. And, and mustard. They've got mustard. Okay, and also, so up, France up, up, So France actually has it all put together. Mm, France has it put together. And they've got three cancelled flight routes now where you have to use the train. So go off. I'd rather take the train. So, I'd rather take the train. 100%. If I'm going Paris, Lyon, take the train. Okay. We're going to wrap this up now because we've just fucking waffled about France for maybe a bit We're getting em- embroiled into route chat. Yeah. Um, everyone... Thank you so much for listening to this week in and week out. Oh, I'm assuming that you do. Maybe you skip a few weeks. It's fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but we will be coming to you next week in person with a wrap-up of our favourite stories from the year that was. Coming to you live. Nick, it feels like a lifetime ago we were talking about the Suez Canal and GameStop. and it, Like, doesn't it? That was not this year. No, no. But like last year's wrap up, I'm oh, thinking. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, Lewis, you've getting your no. you, your two your twos mixed up with your ones there. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, so we had COVID, so there was like some the news stories were a bit different last year, but this year we've got things like just as a bit of a teaser, Ukraine being invaded, shooting after shooting after shooting in America, crowd crushes. Like this I was gonna say, can you can you give me something good? Just send Ardern calling fucking david seymour an arrogant prick <laughs> so that's the only good thing that's happened this year but don't worry we will bring you hopefully some good yep. news if we can if you can find it needle in the haystack squish as always thanks for joining me and everyone if you want to find squishy where can they do that uh the shit show instagram instagram page you and you can find me on the other side of the morning newsletter or on Shit You Should Care About, which is an Instagram that I just found out Madonna follows. Or at the beer place across the road. The beer spot. Oh, yeah. Getting some lunch from Brendan. Anyway, team, see you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.